What's up, listeners? This is Bernita with Mood, the podcast. Thank you so much to everyone that's been tuning into our podcast and enjoying our interviews and enjoying our discussions. And today, I just want to dive deep into a topic I've been working on this past year, and I think it could really resonate with a lot of you, and that is emotional strength, how to become more emotionally strong. Um... This is such a huge topic, especially with everything that's been going on this past year. And I think if we could all find time to reflect and and dissect what we've been feeling, we could become stronger in our emotions and be more effective to those who need us most. So um, I'm just going to talk through my journey and a lot of what I've had to overcome in this area. And as I'm talking, if you can think about someone you know personally, like a good friend, a sibling, or even a relationship partner who comes off... um, maybe very reserved, standoffish, they don't put themselves out there too much, they don't wear their heart on their sleeves, and um, it's like they've got this guard up, and it's hard to connect with them emotionally, and maybe this is you, um, but, but that was me for many years, and this came with fooling myself into thinking I was emotionally strong when I wasn't, and um, I would say things like, I'm not a crier, I don't complain, um, my feelings don't get hurt. You hear the similar language from those who claim to have their emotions together, but um, a lot of times they can just be very unaware and, and haven't dug deep into this type of understanding. Um, and uh, for a lot of us, we didn't grow up in an environment where we were emotionally nourished. So it was hard to express ourselves when we needed to because you know, we, we'd either get shut down and, or, um, you know, we, we didn't have many safe spaces to feel like what we were feeling were, were okay um, and that it could get better. So, you know, as I grew up, I maintained this mindset. I didn't care about the crying in the corner, the whimpering, um, if I got hurt emotionally or um, physically. I just, you know, brush it off and kept moving, you know, and, um, I didn't realize how much I was neglecting myself emotionally until life situations forced my emotions uh, to play a big part in how I made my decisions. So um, I want to talk about how to become more emotionally strong. Uh, This is not something that can be mastered overnight. Um, it's It's an uncomfortable process you have to go through and work on consistently to be more effective as you go through your journey in life. Uh, you know, throughout my journey these last couple of years in this area, so many things started to pop up, right? Whether they were personal um, or family challenges. And I tell myself, you know, I'm all good, you know, and, and the pressure won't get to me because I'm on this journey to success and I'm always optimistic and this go-getter person. So nothing phases me. Um, great attitude, but wrong expectation. And, uh, You know, these terms that we start to hear, like quarter-life crisis and midlife crisis, uh, these were terms that have always been a myth to me. And it wasn't until I actually experienced it myself in the year that, you know, the pandemic happened and, you know, COVID and all this crazy stuff. um, These were all, you know, huge wake-up calls for me. And so... I have about five to six phases of emotional strength that I've been able to break down um, that will help you understand what it means to be emotionally strong, truly. 
So the first phase that you're probably experiencing right now or um, have experienced in the past um, is emotional neglect. For the most part, I've neglected this area for many years. I wasn't aware of my emotions and when they started to come up, I would immediately mask them or bury them with another, another emotion. So, you know, if I was ever down about something or offended or felt frustrated um, or any type of anger towards something or somebody, right, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take them head on. And this was a mistake because I never really dealt with them head on and you don't get to understand them or make the best decisions if you just hide them and sweep them under the rug. Um, so I spent a lot of time, you know, looking up to people who just seem to have their life together and uh, they seem to have to be so happy and nothing fazed them. And so I would, I would think to myself, I need that. I need to be just like that person right there. And uh, because that's, that's, that must be what success and emotional strength looks like, you know? Um, but nine times out of 10, these same people we may look up to don't have it all the way together. This whole fake it till you make it lifestyle and attitude uh, should really be taken with a grain of salt and not taken literally. And uh, the truth is we all will never truly have it all together. So the lesson I've learned here is, you know, number one, don't neglect don't ignore and don't mask your emotions because it's oftentimes leads into what the next phase is, which is emotional unawareness. And emotional unawareness typically deals with internal conflict. You're so unaware of what you feel that you don't know how to activate and the, the appropriate emotion in a specific situation. So you second guess yourself a lot. Um, and then you start to pile on more stress, more anxiety, and, and ultimately this leads into uh, what a lot of people our age go through is depression. And I started to question why people allow themselves to get to such a low place in their emotions that they go through this depression. And, um, you know, I, we've all been there, right? I've been there too. But And it's because we could lack emotional awareness and we haven't truly learned how to navigate these feelings. So that was me for quite some time, right? Basic adult stressors would start to come up and I would feel stress. I would feel anxious. I would feel it's, it's, you know, me against time. You know, there, there's so much I want to accomplish in a specific time frame, And I would tell myself, I need to hurry up because my family's counting on me. My future family's counting on me. I've got to please this person and make my parents proud. I have to be here and there for this person. And oh man, I'm getting older. And you have all of these thoughts and you do end up getting anxious. And for me, I shove all of this under the rug and I kept moving the way I was until I ended up hitting this wall and went through this huge depression phase. And, um, that's when I started to realize I need to slow down a bit and realize why I'm doing the things I'm doing. You know, like what was all of this for? I had to figure out how to overcome depression. And I started to question a lot of things and I started to isolate myself from everything and everyone, including myself. I mean, I was deep in this. 
and life didn't stop. I still had responsibilities and the more life came at me, the more depressed I got because I didn't know how to handle my emotions coupled with life challenges that were thrown at me. So how did I get out of it? I told myself, I need to allow myself to go through this period of depression and feel every emotion because I didn't have much of a choice. So then, you know, as I'm doing this and and starting to feel, you know, this feeling of depression, I started to enter into the third phase where I'm now emotionally connected and I'm emotionally aware. At this point, I now know what I'm feeling and I started to invite the anxiety. I started to invite the frustration and the sadness, the feeling of anger. And if I ever felt like I needed to cry before, I'd stop myself from crying because I, I, you know, I, I simply didn't like crying. But this time, I allowed myself to go through it and I told myself, Bernita, just cry. However long you need to cry, just do it. And I'd cry and cry and if I felt anger, I'd, I'd feel angry. Um, you know, and I, I was never a nice person when I was angry as a kid. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd throw things and break stuff. You know, can anyone relate? <laughs> but, uh, you know, as, as an adult, uh, the type of anger you release is different. Um, so I told myself to be angry for the duration that I needed it to be. Uh, the interesting thing that happens here is that when you're in this state of solitude and in the process of inviting and releasing these emotions, the time frame between when you first feel them and when they go away is so much quicker than when you're just all over the place and and in the heat of the moment. Um, If you can master your bounce back time from when you're at an emotional high down to being at a reasonable level, you've truly mastered emotional awareness. So, um, you know, I, I also allowed myself to be happy and joyful when I when I did feel those, you know, those were the best times during this, this depression phase. Uh, a lot of times you may think, well, being depressed is, is this state of state filled with a lot of negative emotions. Uh, but no, you still have your happy moments too. And uh, so you have to be okay with, with you know, going through that, uh, up and down roller coaster phase during the during this time of depression. Um, so being emotional aware is inviting every emotion as you possibly can that you feel at that moment, and you allow yourself to feel them for the duration it takes uh, to play out. And the more I started to feel these things, the more comforting they were for me because I felt more connected to myself, and I started to move into into the next phase. So this phase is emotional understanding. Now that you're aware of your feelings and emotions, you start to seek answers. You want to find the root. Uh, Where did these emotions come from? Where did these emotions stem from, right? For me, 95% of why I was so unaware of my emotions came from my upbringing. And as I started to reflect on my childhood and understand different behaviors and started figuring out why I made the decisions I made, Um, or why I expressed myself the way that I did, it opened this whole floodgate of new emotions. And I promise you, if you start to do some of the same things and and do some deeper reflecting of yourself, good and bad, um, it'll be a game changer for you. 
these can be good memories, bad traumatic experiences, uh, so many different things. You have to allow yourself to invite those in. Um, you'll start to connect the dots and understand why you are the way you are. And uh, as I was growing up, all I heard was leave the past in the past because it doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't really apply to your future. And um, the problem with that statement is that in most cases, the decisions you make later in life stem from the wiring, the teachings, and the disciplines from your past experiences. And if those aren't reflected on and dealt with uh, properly, especially if they weren't necessarily the best experiences, you will end up using those same teachings and experiences later on. And so for me, my past emotional habits kept catching up with me. And so I had to understand that most times growing up, I was neglected in my emotions and I wasn't provided the tools I needed to ensure that I was going through life making healthy emotional decisions. So in a way, it's super crucial you reflect on moments in your upbringing and and patch up some of those old wounds or even take good memories and apply them to your life today, you know, so you can begin to move forward. Some of these moments in this in this process were brutal and there were so many good moments of happiness and fulfillment, but there were also moments of sadness, you know, tons of crying and, you know, um, the more consistent I was with, with going through this, um, I eventually stood firm on my understanding of my emotions. So I moved into the next phase and this is emotional healing. This is where you start uh, to do the work to help yourself be more emotionally healthy. You start to stitch up some of those past wounds. You, you start to forgive yourself for feeling the way you may have during vulnerable moments uh, or where you may have hurt physically and emotionally and the other way around, you know, where you may have hurt someone physically and emotionally. You start to forgive yourself so that you can forgive others. And so I had to detach myself from things I used to do that weren't moving me forward and uh, started doing things that contributed to my emotional health. So if you got to take time off work, let your friends know, hey, I need a month or two for, for myself. Letting your family members know, like, hey, I'm here for you, but I need some me time right now. You should do that. And for me, I needed three months of solitude and isolation to begin this process of emotional healing. And within these three months, I started to care for myself in ways I, I wouldn't normally do before. So I started incorporating better habits and better routines for myself. Um, you know, one of the, the first things that I did was, was wake up earlier um, and meditating. I've never ventured into meditation because I felt work is my meditation or the gym was my meditation, right? But being one with myself and, and clearing my mind and, and decluttering was, you know, wasn't something I never really ventured into. And, and when I tried it, I'd get frustrated and, and lose focus. Um, and when I, when I did get frustrated and lose focus, I, I told myself to, to be frustrated and it was okay. But at the same time, give myself a chance. <laughs> so, um, I take a full hour or two in the morning and invite more positive into my day instead of living this, you know, always on the go and, and in a rush lifestyle that I did before. 
before, I'd wake up just in time enough to get to the office on time. <laughs> so um, I'd be so tired at work and, and not give 100% of my effort. Then when I was done for the day, I went straight into business mode and started doing business activities without you know, fully decompressing. And I'd get home and, and be done with business stuff uh, by midnight and then try to cram everything in before bed and go to sleep by 2 a.m., sometimes 3 in the morning, and do it all over again thinking, this is what makes an entrepreneur great. <laughs> There's got to be more people like me out there. So I changed these habits and um, dedicated more of my time building healthier habits. And this has shifted the way I thought about being in the pursuit of accomplishing goals in my life. So in this process of becoming a little selfish and and getting myself right, I started feeling strong enough to support those I cared about and uh, be more available to them you know, to some of these people that were probably going through similar situations and, and, and feelings. Um, this made me a better friend. It made me a better sister, a better daughter, a better aunt, uh, because of all of this, I felt really good to uh, overcome this because I, I started to feel respected and I started to feel loved, uh, to myself by myself. And, uh, it's been about a year and a half journey with, with starting from neglecting my emotions. Um, to pretty much entering into this last phase, which this is, you know, emotional EQ, emotional strength, and uh, high emotional intelligence. You've probably heard these terms before, right? And um, you truly can't have this high EQ unless you can peel yourself back in layers and work on yourself from the inside out. Um, And with having emotional strength, you're so good at understanding and, and navigating your own emotions that, you know, you're now more effective with others and you can be more supportive to your significant other or people you care about. You can now sense, uh, get a good sense of where someone may be emotionally and instead of reacting <laughs> to certain challenges or lashing out at someone you love, uh, you can take time to assess what emotion is appropriate for that specific situation. And for me personally, my goal is, is, is not only to be emotionally strong for me, um, it's for sure for me, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but really it's for those who look up to me, like my nieces, my future family, friends, partners. Um, I didn't want to go through life and I didn't want to, I didn't want those that need me feel like they can't come to me because I'm a total mess and I can't help them through their issues, right? So uh, when you make emotional-based decisions, you don't make them just for you. You make them so that you can be an example for others. And, you know, although this topic is so underrated and, you know, not a lot of people like talking about emotions and feelings, It's the most crucial area in your life that I feel triumphs any other area. If you know how to navigate your emotions, you'll know how, you know, to make better financial decisions. You'll understand how to navigate and work through your relationships. And, uh, you know, you can be more disciplined in the gym instead of making excuses for yourself, right? With your health and your nutrition, um, So in my personal opinion, emotional strength is the core. Uh, 
you get yourself right and you're more effective for everybody so the six phases of emotional strength one emotional neglect then there's emotional unawareness emotional awareness and then there's emotional understanding emotional healing and eventually emotional strength right you got your high eq so maybe take some time to figure out where you're at and 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 go from there you know so that you can actually be there for for your loved ones and and begin to move forward so i hope this helps out a bit uh thank you once again for tuning in and stay tuned for many more discussions coming your way thank you so much